Welcome to the Christian Worship Center podcast. We pray that this message encourages you and inspires you. Visit us online at www.cwcsj.org for service times and directions. 1 Kings uh, 18, 1 through 2, later on, in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. The title of my message today is The Drought is Over. I want you just to lift up your hands. Let's just pray. Father, we just thank you, God. You're shifting things today, God. Lord, you're making an announcement today of season change and transitional time. Well, we just thank you because what has been dry for a long time will now see rain. We thank you, God, because the the dry and the drought situations today have to end. The things that have been dried up, the things that have not been growing, the things that have not been producing the way that they're supposed to produce by the word of the Lord. Today we say the drought is over and we prophesy to the droughts in this church, to drought situations, to financial droughts, to family droughts, God, to employment droughts, to droughts in the spiritual walk, God, to droughts in a prayer life, God, to, to people that have a drought when it comes to their vision and their dream, God. And we prophesy to the drought areas and we say the drought is over. Lord, send the rain. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Go ahead and take your seats today. Let's just go through this real quick. It had not rained in this period in 1 Kings chapter 18. It had not rained for three and a half years. And as you know that when it doesn't rain, things don't grow. When there's a drought, then there's usually famine that follows, follows the drought. When there's no rain, things begin to dry up. When there's no rain, it, it affects even the, the economy. And this is the situation here in First Kings. For three and a half years, it had not rained. And it, it caused severe famine in the land. The, the land would not produce crops. There was uh, economic devastation because there was no rain on the land. And God had a plan. And God, in the third year, the, the Bible says in the third year of the drought, the Lord said to Elijah in the third year that that means that in, in, there was a, a time limit that that God was 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 waiting for and in the third year that season of time was going to end every season of your your life has a time limit to it you may be going through a drought situation. It may have been going on for years. You may be in a situation right now where things are drying up, where your resources are drying up, where you're, you've been in a season where you've been waiting for God to change your ad. And every season of life has a time limit to it. After three and a half years, the Lord said, I'm sending rain. It was... Time for it to change. It was time for a transition. It in heaven, on heaven's clock, time was up for this period of things not producing, things not growing, and, and 
there being no blessing, there is, there is a time in your life where God will speak to your situation and speak about your situation because it's time for the season to change. And God speaks to Elijah. The word of the Lord comes to, to Elijah. This is how God begins to change the seasons in our life. This is how God begins to change the droughts in our life. Before God releases the rain, He releases a word. And we like the rain first. We would like the blessing to, to come first, but God will, will, release the, will release His word before He releases the rain. Why does that happen? How come the rain doesn't Come first. How come God deals with the droughts by a word? Because God reveals His will through His word to build your faith. You will never pursue anything that you do not believe that you can have. So what God, what God does when He wants to manifest something in your life, He has to give you a promise so that you can believe Him for it. And when you can believe Him for it, faith pulls you into the journey of, of the fulfillment of that thing that He spoke to you about. If you're not going on a journey with God, if you're not possessing any of the promises of God, it's probably because you haven't taken hold of the Word that He spoke to you. God will speak about your drought And He'll transition you from one season to the next by giving you a word. God speaks to you to awaken something inside of you to do something. This is what happens with Elijah. God speaks to Elijah. Why does God speak to Elijah? Because Elijah is the one that is going to deal with the drought. Some of you have been wondering when some of, some of these drought situations are going to end in your life. And God has a, a word in your life for your drought, but your involvement is needed. Now, 1 Kings 18.41, this is what God says to, to Elijah. He says, go and present yourself to King Ahab. Tell him that I will soon send rain. So Elijah went to appear before Ahab. Notice the word go. Go is an action word. Even though God wants it to rain, his intention is that he would, God, that he would send rain. He tells, he tells Elijah to go and present himself to Ahab. It, it, just because God said something was going to happen doesn't mean that it automatically is going to happen. Just because God said a promise to you and, and, and gave you a prophetic word doesn't always mean that that thing is just going to happen automatically. And God tells Elijah, go present yourself to King Ahab. God had a process to deal with the drought. And I want you to know that this morning, God has a process to ending the droughts in your life. Some of you might be in a relational drought right now. Might be a drought in your family. Might be a drought in your finances. Might be a drought in your vision. Might be a a drought spiritually where you just can't connect with God right now. And God has a process. God, even though God has sent his word to you, even though God has, has, has the best intentions to bless your life, there's still a process that we go through. And this is a crazy process because Elijah has to show up to a man that wants to kill him. Have you ever tried to prophesy someone that wants to take you out? No, you don't. Stay away from them, you know. Let them be mad at you, you know. But Elijah is, is 
called to stand before somebody that is, is, wants to kill him. In fact, King Ahab is the very reason why the drought is there in the first place because Ahab is the king, he's the leader, and he's the one that is responsible for the adultery in the land and for the reason why there's, there's, there hasn't been any rain. And now God has a good word for Ahab, and the word is that he is sending rain. Ahab doesn't deserve it. Ahab doesn't, wasn't praying for it. He wasn't believing for it. But God had a good word for Ahab. I'm so glad that God doesn't hold our history against our destiny. I'm so glad that God has a future in spite of our failures and our, and our fallouts in life. And Elijah brings a word to bless the king who was a wicked man. And, and this is what he says to, to Ahab. He says, get up, eat and drink. But there is the sound of abundance of rain. I like the other version in, in the uh, contemporary Bible. It says, celebrate, Ahab. There was no rain at this point in time in, 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 in this part, part of the, the chapter. There, it hadn't rained yet. There was no rain clouds there was, there was no signs of rain. There was not even a drop of rain. But yet God tells Ahab to celebrate anyway. I want you to understand something. If you are in a drought situation right now in your life, you can still celebrate even though you don't see what God has said. Yet. It's, it's, there's, there's something that happens when we learn to celebrate when we're, when we're in a famine. There's something that happens when we learn to, to celebrate when we don't see the breakthrough on the way. I know a lot of people that like to celebrate after the breakthrough, but there's not many people that will celebrate when they're in the midst of a drought. Thanks for that awkward clap there. Y'all, y'all are right this morning, like, I don't know if it's all right. I don't know if I should clap here. I'm going to wait to other people. It's all right. You're doing well. Tells them to celebrate. Elijah thinks that it's worth celebrating about. No rain. No drizzle. No dark clouds. Celebrate. And, And Elijah values the word that he got enough that he thinks you should get excited about it. You know, you you will celebrate what you value in life. And a lot of people won't celebrate the word because they don't value that word that was spoken over their lives. I think sometimes we celebrate the enemy's report because we give it more attention than we do God's word. Ahab is told, get up and celebrate. For there is a sound of abundance of rain. Abundance in Hebrew means haman, means to multiply something. It means great quantity. And imagine this. God was about to take them from their worst moment to their best moment. He was about to take them from a place of lack into a place of multiplication. Where there had been nothing, now there would be a great quantity of blessing in their lives. And before Elijah even sees the rain. This is what he says. I hear the sound of abundance. 
what are you doing right now, Lord? Elijah didn't actually hear the rain because it had not rained yet. All he really heard was a word from God. And sometimes that's all you got. Sometimes that's all you have. Things aren't working out. Things are dried up. Things aren't happening for you. Things aren't growing in your life. Things are are not going the way that you thought that they were going to be going. And all you have is just a word. That's all you have. And it was enough for Elijah to expect something from God so much that he could hear it in his spirit. What you hear will affect what you expect in life. And the reason why most people are not expecting anything from God because they're not hearing from God. You're hearing, you're, you're hearing television preachers and this guy and that guy, but you are not hearing God for yourself. The Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. You've got to get alone with God and hear from God for yourself. Because God has a word for your situation. And that word will cause an expectancy in, in, in your heart. It will be like a sound of rain that you can hear. And even in drought, you can hear the sound of breakthrough. Even when people have the sound of negativity and the sound of criticism and saying this will never change, this isn't going to happen, you can hear the sound of breakthrough because you're relying on a word from God. Elijah, I love Elijah, because he wasn't moved by what he saw. He was moved by what he heard. And you can't live this life in the kingdom just by going by what you see. Because what you see oftentimes doesn't match up with what you've heard from God. There are plenty of times in your life when you're going to go through situations where what you heard from God does not match up with what you what, what you are seeing at the moment. There are times that life is so difficult, God tells you one thing and the opposite is happening in life. God said it's going to rain and there's no, there's no indication of rain on the horizon with Elijah, but he wasn't moved by what he saw. He was moved by what he heard. So Ahab did as Elijah said. He celebrated. He eats, he drinks, he feasts in the midst of a bad situation. See, when you believe what God has said, you can sleep better at night, folks. You, where, where other people are tossing and turning at night, you can throw a party and you can feast. That's why some people come to church all discombobulated. like that word, huh? All messed up. No expectation for God to do anything on Sunday. No expectation for God to speak to them because they haven't heard anything during the week. And because they haven't heard anything, there's no expectation coming into the building. There's no party in life. If there's any kind of party, it's a pity party. But they're not partying like Ahab. You got to party like Ahab, man. You got to get excited in your drought. You got to be pumped up when there's nothing happening. Ahab, so the Bible says in, in 1 Kings 18 42, so Ahab got up 
to celebrate with food and drink. I wonder what he ate, you know, because there, there was a famine, but it doesn't really matter. But I just wonder that, you know, I just wonder these things. I don't know what, what you wonder when you read the Bible. I wonder those things. You know, what did this guy eat? But Elijah went up to the top of the mountain, Mount Carmel. He bowed down to the ground and put his face between his knees. One went to celebrate, the other one went to pray. We need both in our life. And up to this point, Elijah has, has a word, he goes through the process, obeys God, speaks to Ahab, and there's still no rain. There's sometimes you have the word, you do what God tells you to do, and there's still no breakthrough. And, and you, you, you've done all you can. You've done your part. You, you, you've heard the word. You've believed it. You've followed through with it. And there's still no rain. Now, this is, this is what's, what's interesting here. Because Elijah's done everything that, that he was told to do. All he was told to do was just send the message. And that's it. But God still isn't doing his part yet. And I want you to understand that God... Elijah wasn't really waiting on God. God was waiting on Elijah. Because the one that was going to deal with the drought wasn't God, it was Elijah. That's why he releases the word to to Elijah. Because if God releases something to you and God speaks to you about something in your life and God calls you to do something, it's because you have the ability to make that thing happen. Elijah didn't wait for the rain. He wasn't supposed to. He was supposed to release it. Some people are waiting for God to do what they're called to release in life. You are going through some dry situations and you are waiting for God to, to give you a bailout. Waiting for God to rain on your drought. And the, the reality is there are some things that you are called to wait on God for, and there's other things that you are just supposed to release from heaven. You didn't hear that because we want God to do everything for us. We want to be like Wall Street. We want to be like these big corporations. We want to bail out all the time. But God calls Elijah to deal with the situation because he's the one that's supposed to release the rain from heaven. Verse 43, so Elijah goes to prayer. I like what Pastor Nick said last week about praying, but working. And this is a perfect example. He, they've done the work. Now they're getting to prayer. And Elijah prays, bows down, and he prays and sends out the assistant to go out and look for a cloud, look for rain, or for a sign that God is intervening. And as Elijah's praying, the servant goes out, and he sees nothing. Comes back, Elijah, you know, this is my version of the story. What did you see? What did you see, little man? <laughs> what did you see? No, I didn't see nothing. Go out again. Let me pray again. Sends him out again. Comes back. What did you see? Nothing. Sends him back out again. Third time. 
Go out and look better. Just look further. Take some binoculars with you or something. I'm going to pray again. Don't look again. Comes back with nothing. You know what Elijah does is he, he keeps praying. Because he, he wouldn't allow the reports of nothing to stop him from believing what God said. You can't get discouraged if you're in a drought situation. You, you can't get discouraged with the reports of nothing in life. Don't let somebody steal your reign because they don't see what you see. Don't let somebody else steal what God wants to do in your life because they, they can't see what God has already spoken in your life. And, and there's going to be plenty of moments in your life where, where not everybody is, is going to be able to perceive what God is doing and where he is operating, when he's shifting things, they're not going to know it. They're not going to see it. They can't encourage you because they can't see what God is doing. But Elijah was so committed to the outcome that he continues to pray. So he sends him back again. Vision is the ability of seeing that which others say is not there. And you have to have a vision for what God has already spoken in your life. I would have probably socked the dude, man. Come on, man. You, something's wrong with your eyes, man. You know, Look harder. Goes back again. Doesn't see anything. Goes back again. By the sixth time, Elijah tells him, go back again. And the seventh time when, when Elijah prays, the, 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 the assistant comes back with something. And he, he, sees, he sees a small cloud, verse uh, 44, 43 or 44. Then it came to pass the seventh time that he said, there was a cloud as small as a man's hand rising out of the sea. I don't think that's something to get excited about. The size of a man's hand, probably the, the size of a, of a baseball. And most people would have walked away disappointed. You ever pray for something and you're just not seeing the results? You, you, you're praying, you're believing for something, you're pouring your heart out to God and you're not seeing something. And this guy comes back, the dude that doesn't ever see anything. We all got those friends in life. They don't ever see what God is doing in our lives. You know? We all got those friends. Thank God Pastor Nick's not like that. He's, he's my boy, man. We, he always sees. You know? I see what God is doing in his life. We just, we just like that. You know? We're not the, those kind of friends. You, you got those kind of folks that they just don't ever see what God is trying to do. And this is that friend. And, and this guy sees something now. It's small. And, he, and, and it doesn't, doesn't look like much to the assistant. But it does to Elijah. Because Elijah gets back the word. He's like, I see the cloud the size of a man's fist rising out of the sea. And Elijah doesn't say, all right, man, go back one more time. It's really going to work this time. Just one, one last chance. Just give, give me one more opportunity here. This thing's going to be a lot bigger. No, it was enough that Elijah tells his assist, assistant, quick, go and tell Ahab to prepare his chariot before the rain stops him. It was so big in Elijah's eyes that, that Elijah was expecting at that moment 
with that small indication, with that small sign that God was about to move in a big way. Sometimes we don't get the breakthrough all at once. Sometimes we don't get the healing all at once. Sometimes what God is doing looks like a small thing. But if you believe that God will fulfill his word, what looks small will become bigger in your eyes. What looks small to somebody else will grow and expand. And you don't wait to believe. You don't wait to see it to believe it. You believe it first and then you see it. Now it happened, verse 45, now it happened in the meantime that the sky became black with clouds and wind and there was a heavy rain. There was a downpour. And the only thing that had been missing before was Elijah needed to release the rain. And it took him seven times to do it, but he did it. We need people in this church that are going to be rain bringers. We need people in this church that are going to release rain over their own droughts. There's, There's things that God wants to bring about in your life. There's things that God, God wants to rain on your drought situation. And God wants you to bring rain to, to the drought of, of somewhere else in somebody else's life because you are the answer to bring heaven here on earth. That's why you're here. We're not just supposed to be sitting here waiting for God to do everything. There's things that God has called you to release here on this earth. And that's why God tells us when when we pray, that's why he said in, in the Lord's prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Somebody in this church is supposed to bring heaven here on earth. You're supposed to release rain over the droughts of life. And you're thinking, I'm, well, I'm, not, I'm not Elijah. That's a bad dude right there. You're a batter. You, you ever think about that? Like, let's just put it this way, okay? Because we, Elijah lives in the, the Old Testament, okay? He's in, under the Old Covenant. We live under the, the, the New Covenant. You, you knew that, right? That's, that's elementary. Some people, that, I didn't know that. We're not Old Testament anymore. That's, that's good news for you. We're, we're not living under the Old Covenant anymore. This is the New Covenant now. Jesus went to the cross. He overcame sin, death, the grave, sickness, poverty. He overcame all of it. Okay? Not just your sin. We thank God that he overcame your sin on the cross. But he did a whole lot more than that. Some people don't realize that. He, he overcame the world. And because you are in the, the, the new covenant now, even the most jacked up person in the new covenant is greater than the greatest person in the old covenant. You realize that? Like, no, I don't get that. The weakest person with the weakest faith that is in Christ has more potential to do something great in this life 
than the most powerful person in the Old Covenant. Some of you need to come to Bible college, you know, to get that. Elijah didn't have what you have. You and I have the indwelling of the Holy Spirit today. And not only do we have that, we have a Christ who not just wrote, not just died on the cross, but He rose to give you a powerful life. And the Bible says that the same power, that same power that resurrected Jesus is that same power that resides in you. So you can be the most weakest, jacked up, be the individual that don't have hardly any faith in the new covenant and still have more power and ability and potential than the people in the Old Testament. Read this. Guys, you can help me out. We're going to close right here. James chapter 5, 16. We're going to end here. You're going to be a rain bringer this morning, okay? It says, James 5, 16, the effectual... Greek word there for effectual is energio, okay? That's where we get the word energy. The effectual energio, energio means to, to put forth power, um, effort. Ener- the effectual fervent, fervent is the word zeo in the Greek and, and means uh, hot, boiling, um, to glow. Something so hot that it glows. So it's saying that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. This, this is, James is talking about prayer that produces results here. He's not talking about sissy prayers. Okay? You ever pray sissy prayers? <laughs> or prayers where you're, you're like not even there. Your, your mind's somewhere else. You're babbling stuff that doesn't even make sense. You know, this, it's, this is not that kind of prayer. This is the kind of prayer where you put forth effort and energy. It's hot prayer. It's prayer that is passionate. And the Bible is saying that this kind of energetic, passionate prayer of a righteous man avails much. Well, you might say, I'm not very righteous. Well, Jesus is. Rely on his righteousness and pray with some passion and some energy in your life and start bringing some rain on your drought. James 5.17. Look at this. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Oh, heaven, help us. Like a nature like ours. How many of you got attitude sometimes? You got some attitude. You wake up grouchy. Some grouchy people in here. You ever get depressed, discouraged, get that road rage? You have your bad dates. The Bible is saying Elijah was, was a man like a nature, like ours. What is the Bible telling us here? That he, he didn't have any kind of special advantage over you. God is like removing all the, the, this, the perception I do. That guy was just, he, he, was, he was just amazing. He was on a whole nother level. He, he, was, he, was, he was higher than we are. 
we're down here, Elijah's right here, and, and the Bible is saying, Elijah was a man just like us, with a nature just like us. And it says, and he prayed fervently that it might not rain, and for three years and six months it did not rain on the earth. He had the power through his prayer to, to stop the rain. You have the ability through your prayer to stop things. To not allow the enemy to have permission to do certain things in your life. Then he prayed again, and heaven gave rain. And the earth bore its fruit. It doesn't say that God prayed. It said that he prayed. So he had the the ability to stop things, and he had the ability to permit things. You have the ability to stop things in life. You have the ability to unlock things in life. And it's all because you are a son and a daughter of the Most High God. And God has given you the ability to change atmospheres and shift seasons. If you have a word from God and you can believe with with that word and come into agreement with God, you can make it rain when there's a drought. You can call rain over your own drought. I think that we need to know this morning that the drought is over. You need to prophesy to your drought situation. Tell your drought that it's over. I'm showing up with a promise. I'm agreeing with what has already been done on the cross. And when Jesus said it was finished, it was a done deal. It was finished. And that means that you and I have open access now to heaven. We don't need to go before a priest. We don't need to go before a a man. We don't need to sacrifice anything. We have an open heaven. And anytime you need something from the kingdom, you just ask God to give you a transfer from what he has up there and to bring it down here. We can just be the kind of people that just wait for everything. God, just... I'm waiting on you, God. Year two, still waiting for you. Year three, when are you going to deal with this thing? When are you going to change my husband? When are you going to change my wife? When are you going to change my kids? When are you going to give me a job, God? Just waiting, just waiting. Year five, still waiting. I'm waiting on God, brother. I mean, after 10 years, the season should probably start changing in our life. 15, 20 years. I mean, how long do we really need to permit what's not supposed to be permitted in our lives? When do we just take charge of the drought and say it's going to rain now? When do we just realize that we're living under an open heaven and whatever we need, all we need to do is call our Heavenly Father and say, I need a transfer right now from your realm to mine. Stand with me. We're going to go ahead and just pray for some drought situations in this place. And I'm going to pray that God would awaken some rain bringers in this place. 
We got a lot of people that are just trying to watch God do things. It's time that you start participating because you're the one that has the ability to release the rain over your situation. If you are in the situation this morning, I'm not going to take too long with this. If you are in a drought situation, maybe you're your strength is dried up. Sometimes we go through periods of, of life. Our, our strength is dried up. Our vision is dried up. Our prayer life is dried up. Our, 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 our desire that we have for the Lord, our passion is dried up. Sometimes we, we go through drought situations in the family, the marriage, and financially. We, we go through all those things. Dreams dried up. Whatever it is, if, if that's you, I just want you to lift up your hand right now. We're going to pray. Even a drought in your health. Some of you have been, been dealing with some issues that it's been too long. You're wondering, God, when are you going to fix this thing? We're going to pray that God would even heal those things today, infirmity, sickness, and disease. If, if you need God to deal with a drought situation in your life, I want you just to walk up forward, and we're just going to begin to pray, and we're just going to begin to release heaven over this place. Thank you for downloading this message. For more information on our church, visit us at www.cwcsj.org.